What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Tom, unfortunately, another football season is now officially done. Um, it went out with a fucking bang, I'll say that. Um, how are you? How was your weekend? You ready to talk about every bit of this game? I mean, I will tell you this, too. Watching everything from the waste management, that would have been some kind of conquer if you were able to make that your bachelor party. Because holy fucking shit, they sold out booze and on saturday uh yeah they didn't sell out booze they just stopped serving booze yeah Yeah. um i'm actually with the weather and whatnot going on in phoenix because uh the first two days of the tournament it was like people were in winter coats i think it was like in the 40s um seems like the weather was nicer here than it was there so not disappointed that i didn't go especially because they stopped serving anyways so um, looks like 30 people blacked time. out. <laughs> How many? 30. Yeah. 30 is gotta be the biggest under of the year there. Do you know how many people probably blacked out at that thing? <laughs> oh my fucking God. 30, well, you just see people- 30. Did you see that guy in the mud? That of course video? I did. Oh yeah. man. Savagery. Absolute savagery. We'll get to that, but obviously we are leading off with the Super Bowl. Um, the Chiefs, they are officially a dynasty, dude. They won their third Super Bowl in the last five years. Obviously went to that other one against Brady in 2021. Um, they beat the 49ers 25-22 in overtime. In what I thought was one of the most compelling Super Bowls that I can recall. Listen, there's been a lot of good ones. I know people are going to try to parse it out and say, oh, the game wasn't that good. It was just the end and the overtime. Fuck all of you. I thought it was a great defensive battle. I thought the players that had to make plays eventually did. And it was compelling. I was on the edge of my seat. And if you go basically to the end of overtime to find a winner in the last game of the season, that's something else. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought the, the whole game was very interesting. Um, I mean, that's just the general public. That's the loud, the loud majority in this sense, wanting a, wanting a scoring fest. Um, I'm glad I did that 180, though. In my predictions, because the game was I a lot. I swayed you. You did. No, you were an expert on this one. The game was a lot lower scoring, um, and yeah, of course they're a dynasty. Uh, and in my opinion, you know, we could do quarterback all-time rankings uh, anytime. But I already had it in my head. Patrick Mahomes is the second greatest quarterback of all time. I think he just wow. overtook Montana for me. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I Montana's got four right, um, but. But now he's got he's got three and and he's twenty he's younger than me which is tough twenty eight tough scene, um, <laughs> and yeah there just seems like no there's no stopping it and do you remember week whatever when we were like ah oh, the Chiefs look slow they look this they look that I mean at this point they might have to just pick one of the XFL teams give it to Mahomes and <laughs> whoever whoever wins the XFL next year gets to play gets to be the Chiefs <laughs> we'll see if he can do that. I know, man. Well, and that's – listen, I know people will be taken aback when they hear this um, comment by you. I think you're – there's one of two things that happens. There's the prisoner of the moment where people want to anoint people saying, I don't oh, think they're I'm the best that. of all time. I don't but think I don't I'm think that. you're that. I made, I that, I made that. this I made this decision. I, don't, I wish I had said it on the pod, but I, I, I have so many thoughts that I just – I got to start writing them down. But also the pod might last for for twenty hours a day. But I was like, I think if Mahomes wins this, I think he's my number two of all time. And I, I thought that like last week. Yeah, well, I mean, you you know your criteria, and and listen, like I was, my the point I was going to say was, I think people either want to 
be prisoners of the moment or they want to tear down the person who's doing you know the amazing thing now because it spits in the face of prior eras and other great players so i think you can have a very reasonable conversation and and land with the fact that yes he easily right now could be number two because he's also the most dominant player in the sport we had you know we say brady maybe wasn't the most talented but he was the best winner you put montana kind of in that category he wasn't marino or rogers in his prime fuck it man i mean mahomes has literally everything and that final that final drive of the fourth quarter and then the overtime I mean, we're going to dissect it from every every aspect of this game, but there is just has to be a level of fear like you can't imagine on the other sideline when he has the ball in his hands. Oh, my God, dude. I mean, do you know how many times Michaela was saying, like, somehow implying it was over, and I was like, there's too much time. There's too much time every single time. time. Um, I mean, it's just – it's so boring with him, isn't it? Like, it's just so – if any other quarterback was doing this kind of stuff, we'd be we'd be you know tweeting our fingers off until they bled. With Mahomes, it's like we almost expect it. We expect him to pull these things off, and we're disappointed if it doesn't happen. What I was, you know, a play that kind of encapsulated that was the pass on the third and six to Rice in overtime, where the 49ers bring the house, and he's stepping back off that back foot and just hits Rice right in stride, so he can pick up plenty more yards after the catch set themselves up for eventually what was going to be the game-winning touchdown. It's just the level of, you know, there is no effort. It doesn't look like, right? It looks, it's just so effortless. It's so free and easy. He's just a magician at work out there. He really is. For what what stood out to me at the end of the game were the runs, um, obviously. I just think it was so amazing because it was pointed out by Romo in the game. I think we've spoken about it. I think anybody that's watched the Chiefs this year has spoken about it, that Mahomes just doesn't run. But you know what? I love that. It's it's time to go out and get a win. This is their last game. we got to win the championship, and Mahomes goes out and ices the game with those two runs, those two huge runs he had. You know, on a fourth and one, the season's over. I mean, it's literally hanging in the balance, and that's when they decide to break that play out. I mean, I was I – was That was clearly ball. designed, too. I love that. It was perfect. It was perfect because the 49ers did not see that coming. Nobody saw that coming, and they ran it to absolutely perfection. Um, let's talk about how the game kind of got there. Um the Niners jump off to a 10 nothing lead. You know, they, McCaffrey on that first possession fumbles, but the Chiefs don't really do anything. So it's no harm, no foul there, right? Um, it's a 10-3 game at the half. Bucker finally makes a field goal and the Chiefs are not shut out. But, Tom, to me, this this should have been 17-3 or 20-3. The 49ers left so many points on the board mm-hmm. in that first half, dude. Oh, no doubt about it. Just sloppy, you know, it's sloppy play from a team that it's just like, you guys have been here too many times. You got to know, you got to, everything needs to be executed in the Super Bowl, especially with the other guy on on that side of the field. For for me, I just, they've got to be, Shanahan, I hope, either burn the tape or watch it 10,000 times to learn this lesson because he's got to be just kicking himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it was not a crisp game. Now, the one thing that was very apparent was that the I was having flashbacks to the 2021 Super Bowl 
when the Buccaneers were just tormenting Mahomes and a very compromised offensive line. And I'm like, oh, shit, are we getting that again? Because you even had, yes, obviously Bosa was doing his thing and Hargrave was creating some pressure. But yeah, Chase Young, who was really wreaking havoc, too. I think that was the best game he's played as a 49er. And I'm thinking, listen, the that you better step the foot on the gas right now because if you give Mahomes a second to breathe, you know, you're you're screwed. You're not going to be able to win this game. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And, and they, they of all people should know this, but there was just no sense of urgency. Um, do you want to talk about Brock real quick? I would like to talk about Brock. Um, he played a really good game, dude. He did. He played a really good game. Let's give him credit where credit's due. I mean, he didn't make the plays towards the end that he needed to make, but he he consistently got rid of the ball on time, on target, used his legs. I thought he spread the ball around great. I would have liked to have seen him use Kittle a little bit more. That was my only complaint. I felt like he was open. open. I felt like he was. I felt like he was open a little bit. You know, because with Kittle, it's like you just kind of got to let him. You got to throw it up there for the rebound and take some chances. Well, you know who you can blame for that is Chris Jones because he was not giving Purdy a lot of time no. to find him if he was open. Chris not much Jones of a time. Not much of a time to make a decision there. No, no, and, and and I'll say this for basically not having Ayuk because Spagnolo did a masterful job of pretty much taking away Ayuk, taking away Debo at his best. And then Kittle not really being much of a factor. You know, Juwan Jennings ended up being their most impactful player other than McCaffrey. It, I thought Purdy, that, it said even more about him and how well he played, knowing that a lot of his best talent was being minimized uh, and mitigated by the by the Kansas City defense. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, not much to be heard from outside of McCaffrey, who is just so much fun to watch. But yeah, I thought for a split second, I was like, is Juwan Jennings going to win the MVP tonight? Throwing touchdown, receiving touchdown. Incredible. Um, what really was. Uh, to, what's amazing to me, and I'm sure you felt the same way when you were watching with Michaela, is like the, my first thought was at the half, it's got to be 17-3 or 20-3. 10-3 is not enough. Mm-hmm. And then also, Kansas City's losing at the half in every single Super Bowl. So, like, you know of all teams, they are going to come out. And amazingly, they come out and throw it a, and throw an interception right out of the gate. Yeah, they wanted to make it even rougher and cause themselves a possession as well. But yeah, I mean, I felt I felt as a as a person who picked Kansas City, I felt fine at halftime. I was like sure. they, they are they needed they need to score another 20 points and I would have felt I wouldn't have felt good or I would have felt good about the Niners. I mean, Mahomes is just surgical. You can't you can't give him more than 3 seconds. He'll figure out a way to win the game. Absolutely. And and eventually he did. I made a running tab of uh, topics I wanted to hit with you. And I think we could kind of just do it kind of in, in uh, lightning fashion. So the first note that I had was the Chiefs and their, their defensive scheme with Spagnolo. Now, when they blitzed, they were coming at a lot of exotic, different schemes, a lot of different looks. They weren't using the same blitz. And that's where Chris Jones makes so much of a factor because you don't have to blitz with him. Coming from the inside of that D line, he can just wreak a game's havoc on his own, right? So, but I thought just the way the Chiefs' defense was set up in this game, dude. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I thought Spagnolo had it wasn't a vintage Spags game because he loves to bring pressure and pressure and pressure, and he didn't really do that that much in this game. But when he did, it really mattered the most. 
Yeah, I think he brought, like you said, impactful pressure. Right? He didn't bring it as much, but I think that was just because, you know, you bring pressure, and th- that's the Niners want you to bring pressure. That you're going to get decimated by by uh, the two two headed monster of Debo and and McCaffrey. So, I thought Spags taught a master class on defense in this game. Um, the blocked extra point from Moody. Uh, I thought that was probably on the short list of most impactful plays. Instead of of course, I tweeted it out. Obviously, yep. that's an eyebrow raiser right there. It always, it always counts. It always has something to do with the game if it's close, and it did today as well. Absolutely. Or yesterday, um, I mean. Bosa. I mean, Bosa was. I don't know if 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 San Francisco wins. I don't know who wins the MVP, but Bosa would have been on probably number one on my list of what he was doing on his own no doubt about it i mean the guy was flying around out there he he brought his best game as well him and chase young yeah i mean chase young these are the kind of games where you just want to bottle that up and say why can't you be like this more fucking often especially when you have such a game wrecker on the other side um the Greenlaw Achilles injury, running it back onto the field. I mean, that changed the entire complexion mm-hmm. of what San Francisco was trying to do defensively, right? They were holding up really well. Kelsey was minimized. Um, the Chiefs really weren't doing anything in the middle of the field because you had Greenlaw and Warner, and then Warner had to pretty much cover up for everything later on. He got banged up too. But, yeah, I felt like the momentum really shifted when Greenlaw tore his Achilles. I think Greenlaw is the reason why, why the Chiefs are holding the Super Bowl trophy. I mean – do you, you don't even have to pull up the numbers to know how well Kelsey was playing before and after that injury. I think it's that is the number one reason right there. Yep, for sure. Um, obviously, the muff punt, right? I mean, that, that gives Kansas City the ball I don't even, back. Do you blame the guy for that? I can't blame a guy for having no. his back to the play and getting hit in the ankle. No, it's it's one of those unfortunate situations that happens, and when you look back and lose, look back on why you lost. Rather, you're going to make some self-inflicted mistakes. Um, there's probably some plays you didn't capitalize on, and then there's just some weird, freaky shit that doesn't usually happen that happened, and that's one of them. Yeah, no doubt about it. That was just the worst break of all time. Um, what did you think of from Shanahan here? I mean, we got to talk about his legacy, obviously, and we'll talk about Coach Reed and the rest of the guys over on the winning side. I mean, I thought I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, a lot of the times it, it's him. The, the, the end of the game decision-making is just what, what makes you a little nervous, is it not? No, of course, and you, you pointed that out very astutely on the pod last week where we made our picks. Yeah, which is exactly kind of what happened at the end of this game. Just too much time for Patty M. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of trying to stop an unstoppable force. Yeah, that too. So to me, I mean, listen, I'm not a head coach. I've never been a head coach. I think you and I are very, very good at pointing out coaches' shortcomings when it's so blatantly obvious and they never learn from it, like the McCarthyisms and a lot of those, you know, obviously Brandon Staley when he was coaching the Chargers, a lot of bad coaches. But I think everybody was really quick to jump Shanahan for taking the ball to start overtime. Um, that was quite a I, debate on most of the uh, most of the radio shows today. Obviously, listen, I was going to ask you about that too. Yeah, and listen, I, before I get your thoughts on it, I'll, I'll say my piece super fast. I would have I would have deferred. 
I would have given Kansas City the ball first because I would have at least then liked to know what I had to do after that. Um, I wouldn't say it was the most egregious mistake to take the ball first, but Tom, the egregious mistake is the fact that his own team, he had players saying they didn't know the overtime rules, and you had Chris Jones saying, yeah, we were we were running through this in the summertime. So I'll open the floor to you on that. I thought that was the worst look. Yeah, I mean – that's just such a popular rule and the Niners pride themselves so much on being prepared. It's just unbelievable. Debo talked all that shit to everybody during the year. I mean, that's, that's bad. Um, and we, there was a running debate on that on the K show. And I think from here on out, man, I think it's going to be industry standard. You defer on, on the coin toss and everybody's just going to call it the Niners rule. Cause you have four downs to play with as the second right. team. That's the whole so point. Let me, ask, let me ask you this. Is it a would you do it unanimously now going forward if you're the opposition? Or would you say we have to put it's the Mahomes rule? Because not every team has Mahomes. Honestly, Meaning, I think for me personally, I would probably do it unanimously. It would probably okay. just become standard practice for me. I'd want the extra down to play with. See, for me, I think you could possibly. I could see what they were trying to do. They were trying to take momentum back. I mean, right? I guess Kansas you kind of do have to field. take I, – I guess I'm sorry, but I guess you do have to kind of take context into it. Like if you have Mahomes on the other side, it's a lot different than somebody else, right? Right. That's where I was kind of going with it. Like to me, I see them trying to get momentum back. Kansas City goes down the field, kicks the game-tying field goal. You're going to overtime. You have a chance to go down and score. That's great, but – whatever you do, whether it's kicking a field goal or not, and, and who knows, maybe the reason that they took the, that they received the kick was because they didn't know what the rules were. It's, it's, well, shit, if we score seven, the game's over, um, which obviously wouldn't have been the case. So to me, I just don't want to give Patrick Mahomes four downs to play with. I, I just, that would scare the shit out of me. Let him go down, do whatever they're going to do. And then will you a hundred percent know how we have to play it the rest of the way? Exactly. You you know what you got to get to. It's like Scotty yesterday when, uh, what's his face, Hoffman went into the clubhouse. He knew the number he had to chase down. He just didn't do it. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, where does this rank in Shanahan losses? And do you think that he's kind of where Andy Reid was? Yeah. I know he wasn't losing Super Bowls all the time. It was mostly NFC Championship games. But do you think he just needs to get that monkey off his back? Or is there something a little bit deeper with him where you wonder if he's ever going to actually do it? I think he just needs to get just get the monkey off his back. I don't wonder, really. Um I think he needs to learn from his mistakes, and I, I he's one of those guys where I think he will um, because this loss, again, to segue into your other question and kind of mix them together here, this loss ranks very low on the list for me, I think. I think you're playing the GOAT. You, you stood right there with him, but there's some things you'd want to change time management-wise and decision-wise, yes, but nothing egregious. Uh, you kept the game close and you had a chance to win. I just think the, like you said, the Green Law injury was just a, a shot in the heart that they didn't expect, and it woke Kelsey up. Um, so yeah, f for me, it's. I just think he needs to. It might be just an Andy Reid thing where it's like it's going to take a while. It's going to take like your second stint, um, at, in, a, in a long time for you to get that ring, and maybe that's what it is. Andy Reid needed a, needed the right quarterback. Um, 
And I, I don't know for Shanahan just because I think his MO is that he makes the quarterback in his system. But maybe maybe Brock Purdy's the guy. I don't know. Maybe he, they can continue to grow and he can mold them. I think he's only going to get better from a development standpoint, right? Um, you know, the injuries that they face. Uh, yeah, I also think Shanahan's ever really had his – I don't know. I mean, he wanted Jimmy G, but that just never really worked out. I, I feel like everything he's had has kind of been like – 80% there. It's never been a thousand percent with San Francisco. And I think going into next year, honestly, I'll probably bet on them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's a super safe bet. And let's not forget, he was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons that blew the 28 to 3 lead, um, which really is, again, not his fault, a hundred percent, aside from the fact that he does get pass happy. He likes to see his quarterbacks be the reason they win. And there was a stretch there where Purdy threw the ball on six consecutive possessions, or on six consecutive plays, rather. And I don't know, man. If I got McCaffrey, uh, I, I'm trying to make sure that I get off the. I am on the field for as long as I possibly can be with my offense, and I don't want the clock stopping one extra second, knowing that's another second Mahomes is going to get. Completely, that would be agree. my biggest critique. Yeah, that's that might be the biggest and the only one. McCaffrey's so much fun to watch, man. Oh my god, he like, wasn't even great in this game, and he was by his standards, and he was still amazing. Oh yeah, so explosive on that one play, and then runs through the entire team basically on the following play. Amazing. Um, anything else about the Super Bowl? Yeah, so I'm looking at the Chiefs. They're the first team to repeat since the 0304 pass, right? You talked about Mahomes right now being your number two. I'd have to really consider it. I have to do my own list. But, Tom, where does this end for Mahomes? Because to me, uh, we were just a month ago talking about how terrible this Chiefs offense looked. They weren't really doing anything. They didn't look like the team that resembled a championship team. They were didn't have any playmakers doing shit aside from Kelsey and Pacheco. And now you fast forward a month and they're Super Bowl champions again. I feel like this was the time for the 49ers and then obviously the Bills and the Ravens. We talked about that to take advantage of it because I think this team's going to just continue to restock and they're not going to go back to war with a middling cast of characters. They're going to get better and better. I just felt like this was the time to pick them off and nobody did. Yeah, they might have been down, but they clearly weren't out. And I think you're right. I think that they're going to upgrade at the Valdez Scantling and the the not well Rice is turning into a superstar but the the rest of the wide receivers that I can't even think of out there right McCall now Hardman? Sky Moore McCall, well I mean come on what can we say about him Sean Super Bowl yep. champ <laughs> caught Super Bowl the, champ caught the game winner I mean what else is he caught that one He did catch that one he really he he absolutely did He would have been an all-time goat in a bad way had he dropped that one yeah and Valdez Scantling caught the touchdown after the muff punt so it's like you know they they did get contributions in the playoffs but you know you know those are kind of exceptions from what we saw as the norm all season long yeah no doubt about it I think that I think the Chiefs will be at least on paper talent wise a little bit better next year I agree with you um last two thoughts Andy Reid wins his third Super Bowl. He's 26 and 16 in the playoffs now. Where do you rank him amongst best coaches? Uh, that's one I'd have to sit and think about. I think it'd be pretty disrespectful for me to put him right behind Belichick with all with a bunch of other great head coaches uh, in the history of the league. He's definitely in the top 10, um, but 
I'd have to think about that one. I'm I'm much more prepared to anoint Patrick Mahomes the second best quarterback of all time than I am Andy Reid. Put him anywhere on the list yet. I respect sure. him. He's a great Hall of Famer, but I mean, listen, Mahomes only 28. He's got three rings, four times to the Super Bowl. This shit ain't stopping either. No, I certainly don't think so. And we know the AFC's loaded, but again, doesn't this matter, is the time dude. To do it. it does. It clearly doesn't matter. No. Um, last thought is, what'd you think of Romo in this game? A little annoying, to be honest. I thought he talked a little, just like probably, I don't know, maybe. Seven percent too much. Yeah. What did you think? I thought overall he was really good. I thought he was pretty crisp and concise with what he wanted to say and a lot of different things. I think he was really good with the telestrator, even though sometimes he can be a little bit long winded there. I thought he was really good, um, specifically showing what Spagnolo was doing defensively. I, I thought he was great at that. But the end was just. I mean, it was a Romo masterclass of what not to do. Nance mm-hmm. is saying, "Here we go. It's the Super Bowl. Got to lay out a little bit more. Got to lay out." And he go, and just as he goes, "Okay, the ball snapped." Nance is about to do his thing, call a game winner. Got Romo in the background for the Super Bowl. Yeah, we fucking know it's for the Super Bowl. There's three seconds left on the clock. We don't. We don't need you to say anything, there, brother. Let it. Let it breathe. I think is it is it a hot take to say I feel like. Not to say I don't want to say he's gotten worse, but he's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, I think the, his confidence has actually hurt him a little bit. I think he got so big so fast, and he was, you know, is he the next Madden? He's calling plays at the line of scrimmage. Tried to do that so many times today, and it did not work out for him. No, because it's don't it's force a it. Bit of luck. Yeah, of course. And he's forcing it. It's like if you see a formation and you know the play, all right, call it out. Don't don't just guess now. Right. And also, too, is it doesn't have to be done all the time. I mean, you and I watch football. I mean, I'm not screaming at people. Oh, look at this. They they <laughs> they got the two high safeties. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna fake them off and they're gonna throw something underneath. Like <laughs> you don't need to do that. Like we know what's gonna happen. And uh, if the quarterback has time, they're probably gonna see. They're probably gonna know what to do too. Like. We don't need you predicting everything, especially when in certain big times of the game, this is why Nance has been one of the best play-by-play guys of all time in basketball and golf and obviously in the NFL. The guy has a certain cadence and an absolute no for the moment. Let him do his job. Don't step on him. Tony just doesn't understand the moment because he was never there, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe we see why. <laughs> Oh, man, I just had to take that shot for Will Smith. Um, all in all, one of my more favorite Super Bowls over the rec- over the more recent years, I think. I couldn't agree I more, I man. I said that well, but. I know what you were saying. Cut me a break, everybody. It's late. I know what you were saying. It was a great game. Again, we don't need to parse through everything. Oh, it was a great first half. It, it was a really good game because you got to see two teams that have great defenses and have special elite playmakers on the offensive side have a chess match. Really good job by Steve Wilkes, too, the defense coordinator for San Francisco. I want to give him a shout-out because he really was disrupting Mahomes, and they had no rhythm there for a while. I really think if that muff fumble, if that muff punt didn't happen, dude, I think – I don't want to say Kansas City's not going to win, but would have been a lot more difficult, I'll tell you that. 
Agree. I, I absolutely agree. Every This is one of those games where it seems like because it was such a defensive battle, every single play mattered so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the, because the defenses were so good, it made those great offensive moments even more special. Because um, what Mahomes did there at the end in overtime and what Kelsey, that run that he had on that um, the, the second to last play of the game, I mean – Tom, these are these are exceptionally great players overcoming D, two defensive coordinators who are putting on an absolute show, you know, against each other. I, I just thought it was I thought it was a fantastic game from a sports nerd standpoint, a football nerd standpoint. That's why I couldn't wait to talk with you about it. And I also just think too is in a year that had so many shitty backup quarterbacks and so many shitty games and trying to talk ourselves into this, that, and the third. It culminated with just an awesome ending. No doubt about it. You got a little bit of everything in this game. And like I said, one of my favorite Super Bowls of all time. Congratulations to the Chiefs, Mahomes. You're the set, You're the number two goat in my book. Um, anything else? Usher? How'd you like Usher? I thought, I thought, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised because I feel like that's a little disrespectful to Russia, to Usher. Blech, Russia. <laughs> um, <laughs> to Russia. Um, but I, I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. Me too. No, he was fucking awesome. You can see why he had the residency in Vegas for so long. I don't know Killed how I'd it. feel if I was Swiss Beats about Usher getting that close to my wife being Alicia oh, Keys. Oh, man. Because he is like apparently like the OG Mr. Steelier girl, but... I mean, aside from that, it was it was amazing. Ludacris coming out. Who else came out? I'm trying to think. Who well, John came out. What? Didn't uh? Well, H E R H E R was great. She can really play the guitar. Um, yeah. And then there was some other rapper that came out that I that I enjoyed very much. Was Jermaine Dupree there too? Was he? I thought I saw Jermaine Dupree. Maybe. It all kind of Lil John was there. Yeah, it was Lil John. That's what made me giggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I was like, I think that's it. Am I saying am I wrong? No, that yeah, he was there. Um, what'd you think of the commercials? I thought the Dunkin' Donuts one with Brady and Affleck was great. The oh, solid. Kind of I mean, fuck them for being Boston guys, but they're really I don't know, I feel like I was saying to Michaela, I I feel like a lot of the companies just spent all their money on the actual ad and not the making of it. Yeah. Because I guess because the ad is so expensive. I think Michaela said it was something like 3.5 or somewhere around that range. Because um, it felt like every every third commercial just felt like a regular TV commercial. Like they didn't, they didn't do anything extra for the Super Bowl. It was weird. Yeah, I had that same feeling. I kept waiting for some good ones and it just was like, this is just a regular football game. Um, Taylor got a Super Bowl ring. Good for her. Um, fucking cool. And no yeah. proposal, nothing like that. I was disappointed. The conspiracy theorists are out. <laughs> They're out in full force today. Yeah, well, I can't deal with that kind of shit. Fortunately, I live where I live. I'm sure you heard a lot about it today. Oh yeah, I just laugh at it because it just it shows it shines a light on how many stupid people there are. All right, Tom, the NFL season's over. Uh, next time we talk football will be in about a month when free agency kick, kicks off, and then we got the draft. But as for games on the field, no more till uh, till September. No more till September. Football will miss you, but now we have golf. 
This is a good thing because we got warmer weather coming, Sean. Good thing for me, at least. Um, who wins the Super Bowl next year? So stupid to say anybody other than the Chiefs. Reed and Kelsey are coming back. We both expect them to revamp their offense, right? Like we said, especially at the receiver positions. Um, I got the Chiefs until further notice. You? I like that. I say the Niners. Yeah, Just that's for the a popular pick. It's a not, you're not going out on a whim, man. I think they right now are Vegas favorites. They should be. Um, well, the Chiefs actually should be after what they just proved. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a fun NFL season. Um, just about enough football. I just – now I'm pushing for that 18th game just so I could have today off from now yep. on. Um, I don't really care about the 18th game, but if that's the only way that they're going to push the Super Bowl a week instead of just, I don't know, maybe pushing the fucking Super Bowl a week, it's not that hard, then that's what we have to do, I guess. Well, it'll be President's Day weekend, and that's how it should be. That's what it always should be, and yeah, everybody will have off of Exactly. Off it's like President's Day is our holiday, and, you know, because we're not other countries have presidents, but I think we made it cool, right? I'd say. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of coincides with, yeah, football being like our holiday that nobody else has. Damn straight. America, baby. All <laughs> right. Um, waste management, Tom. Another exciting event, as we kind of talked about in the open, was transpiring this weekend. Um, and Nick Taylor wins the playoff, shoots a minus 21, wins it over Charlie Hoffman. And... A lot of storylines coming out from this weekend, dude. What, what were your takeaways? Uh, that playoff was amazing. Um, obviously, we talked about the shit show of a tournament that the PGA Tour and NBC and whoever else put together. Um, I, I can't blame them for the weather, but I can blame them for just the lack of you know being able to figure out how to run a tournament. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what a playoff that was. It was... It was crazy how good the golf was that coincided with the Super Bowl. Luckily, I was able to get myself a second screen and watch both. Um, hell of a putt. That was not a tap-in to win either. That was what, like a good like eight, nine-foot putt? Some balls to make that putt. Um, and he just... My man can fucking admire a putt, dude. Oh, yeah. It was it was great. Um and I mean the shot, the shot to send him to the playoff. I mean, talk about a dart, dude. That was just, that was Taurus sauce if I've ever seen one, or Taurus sauce, excuse me, if I've ever seen one. Just hit it to like what, a couple feet. That was insanity. What, what a fun uh, tournament. It was. I mean, you just you can't ask for a better golf shot at that moment. Just incredible. Um, I like watching Nick Taylor play golf, dude. I think I think he's he's a lot of fun. He's a good player. You making your own foursome over there? No, no, he's not. He's not in there yet. But um, I, I tell you what, the way he played in this tournament, dealing with a bunch of the shit, and just seeing some of the high level of difficulty shots that he's executing, yeah, fun, fun as hell. Um, Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler, both finished T three at minus eighteen. Scotty, right now, the ball striking. I mean, you just can't. You can't put into words how good it is, and with the footwork being what it is too. Just it's it's just as somebody who doesn't play the sport, it, it is almost it's kind of like seeing somebody with wild batting stance that hits three forty and hits bombs because you just can't you can't understand how that's happening. 
Yeah, I don't know who I could think of right now. Mm. Pete Rose had a weird stance. Remember Tony Bautista? He had a weird stance. I feel like Cal Ripken, even though he was before our time, I feel like he changed his stance every season. Julio Franco. <laughs> I mean, shit, even Jeter kind of had a weird, a weird, mimicable stance. Yeah. Yeah, true. Remember Julio Franco? Everybody tried to do that one. Um, oh, I remember who, yeah. He played until <laughs> he was like 47 years old. Um, yeah. But he yeah, got dude, caught. Like, <laughs> he did. Um, Scheffler, though, uh, it just that putt, that putt that he set into the bunker was just, I, I tweeted, it was just brutal. I mean, the, his game is so perfect everywhere else. I know. Keeps himself around the rim, though, every week with that kind of game. but And something's going to fall for him, which is probably why he'll win a major this year. Um, yeah, Sahith, again, just a little sloppy around the edges, and that's what caused him to win. But I was excited to see him finish top five. I really thought he was going to get it. Um, I don't know. Do you think if the tournament was clean, if it was uh, no weather or whatever, do you think he pulls through? Do you think it was the choppiness? Nah, I don't know if it was the weather. I, I didn't really. He was great, obviously, and, and led for a little bit. Uh, but I never got the sense that he had full control of this golf tournament. Mm. You got JT at 12, so he continues his good play. Anybody else stand out to you on this leaderboard? Obviously, your boy Siwoo. Is Siwoo, do you like Siwoo? I can't remember which Cam you like. I like I like uh, Michael Kim. Michael Kim, yeah. I don't know how he played this week. Um, young Tom Kim, too. He's fun. Yes, young Tom Kim is a lot of fun. Our boy Min Woo, 71st, barely made the cut. A little disappointing, but he can get back to work next week. Let's recap. Let's recap our picks from this past week. Um, I don't even remember if I gave us a tally. But so for Pebble, I'll I'll get back to that. Right now, I'm, as far as I know, I'm up one nothing. I don't even know who won Pebble. Again, I'll get that later. For the waste management, you had... On your list, Sahith, uh, Minwoo, Joel, they hurt me. Damon. Those two hurt you pretty good. And then uh, Scotty Scheffler. If you take an average of those, it is 30th place for you. For me, I had Ricky. He missed the cut, so that was a tough scene. 74th, but then everybody else played pretty well for me. I had JT at 12th, Keith Mitchell at 17th, and Sahith at 5th. That gives me 27th, so I eke out to a 2 and a possibly 3-0 and lead or a possibly 2-1 and lead. I'll do some math on the back end for uh, for the Farmers recap. Um, you ready to uh, – honestly, Sean, I didn't think it was a bad picks week out of you. You pretty much went halfway there. Uh, you ready to go all the way this week? Yeah, I'm hoping so. We got the Genesis. Um, wait us off. Yeah, so uh, Tiger – what's today? Is today the 11th? Tiger, uh, Tiger either made a big announcement today or is going to make a big announcement within this week that he's starting a new... Uh, he announced it yesterday. Clothing Red? Oh, yes. Sunday Red. I forgot. He did announce it yesterday. I didn't know if the details were out or it was just... Everything is just getting spoiled so much that I don't know when the official ever is anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, there's always these... I mean... He was teasing it for a while. A lot of the golf accounts on Twitter were teasing yeah, it. Yeah, like Nuclear just, Golf basically put the damn logo out. Yeah, yeah, they did. What do you think of it? I think it's pretty dope. It's Tiger, baby. Do you really? 
Yeah. Did you I look at like it. the logo and stuff? I w- I did look at the logo. I don't I don't hate it. I mean, I, he was synonymous with Nike forever, so I would have yeah. to I would have to look a little bit deeper. But I from what I saw on the surface, I thought it's fine. Well, it's it's kind of cool that the tiger logo, the logo, it looks like a a tiger, like the animal, and it also kind of looks like greens or bunkering or something i don't know i'm i don't know but we'll see if it's any good i think i think it's definitely uh it's a tailor-made thing so yeah there uh, we kind of saw that coming from a mile away it's kind of like jordan brand um except yeah i really Michael. don't hate it i'm looking at it again right now i don't i don't hate it yeah it's kind of like jordan brand with nike where it's an extension uh, unfortunately jordan gave himself much bigger head start than tiger um, cause he signed with Nike before, you know, before he even started playing in the NBA and Tiger, it's been a, he's already been with Nike for how long, but who cares? Um, let's predict the Genesis, Sean, you want to, uh, you want to make your picks? I'll let you make your picks first this week. Oh, what a, what I want to give you a chance to win. All right. Thank you. Um, I've got Ludwig this week. I got Ooh. Keegan Bradley this week. I got Cam Young and I got Hideki. I'm going to take Keegan Bradley in this tournament. I hate that you're doing that. You went so fast there that I need you to, like, you know I have to write this shit down, right? And my handwriting is terrible. That's okay. All right. Ludwig? Yeah, I got that. Ludwig, Keegan, Keegan as your winner, and then I lost you after that. Cam Young? And Hideki. You know I love me some Hideki. I know you do. Cam Young's been cold lately. I know, yes. But he's too good to be this shitty for that long. That's fair. All right. First guy I'm going with, let's see. I gotta look at the I gotta look at the list here, huh? It helps. It's all the big boys. I mean yeah, the, the first one I'm first one I'm gonna take is um is Max. There you go. So we knew we knew that was coming. Now I'm gonna take Max as my winner as well. Nice. Um and then second player, I'm taking – he's just been on a heater lately, and I, I like what I'm seeing, Sam Burns. Yeah, yeah, he has been playing really, really well. Third guy, I, I'm – I damn, I think he could win this week too. I can't pick two winners, can I? I'm not allowed to do that. No, you can't. Ah, That'd damn. be some bullshit. <laughs> well, I tried. Um, I'm going to go with Scotty. Okay. It's just and, so easy. What? It's just so easy. Like I, I kind of. I know hate it's like cheating. Every- I feel like we should, we should like. All right, if if no, Scotty keep him in, keep him in, because I was gonna put, I, I just did put him in because I'm just like, I, I mean, this is like a cheat code. We just might as well call it. We got to pay attention. I think if Scotty averages like finishing in the top ten for an entire season, I think that we need to like think about maybe making it a rule that <laughs> Scotty's the cheat code. Scotty yeah. is um. Who was at an NBA jam that was just like better than everybody else? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, so yeah, I have Max to win. I have Scotty. And then Sam Burns. Sam Burns. And then I'm trying to oh, who should I take as a fourth? I wanted to go somebody off the map, but you know what? Let me go let me go with Sahith. Okay. Second week in a row. 
I know, I know. I'm 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 yeah. playing the hits, but I'm also, you know, I'm trying to beat your ass. What do you want me to say? I just hey, listen, I no need for the hostility. I just <laughs> mentioned it. I was not there was no judgment, there was nothing. That's a good pick, dude. Oh well thank you. I mean I you know, it's it's like we try to go out on a limb, we try to get cute. At some point we just want to beat each other, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And there's sometimes too where I, I do have a feel for maybe going off out on a limb a little bit more, but for the most part, you got your mainstays. The mainstays for a reason. When they're finishing top ten, top fifteen every single week, it's like, are you really trying to overthink this right now? Exactly. Um, all right, that's it for the sports, Sean. You want to recap a little? Uh, what you call it? Curb. Yeah. So we're gonna do a little curb corner at the end of some of these episodes. Um, as everybody knows, who watches the show, this is the last season of Curb, and so Tom he says. I think it's it. I he see I he's he's old. He's the kind of guy. Well, he's also the kind of guy that does not come back. He if he's going to announce it, because remember there was speculation after almost every other season after season like seven of whether it was going to be done or not, because they would go on these hiatuses or take the two years off, three years off. So for him to actually come out and announce, no, this is it. This is done. He is not a sentimental human being. Part of why I love him. He's not coming back. This is it. <laughs> I think deep down he is. I think deep down you are too, but not on the surface. Um, no. What? What is? What's her name? It's um, Sophia. Whatever. Maria Sophia. Maria Sophia. I, I think I hate her so much that I might that it might be too much. Oh, she's a she is a nauseating character. Yeah, and obviously that's so that's bad. intentional. Yes. Um, but for me, uh, he's gone to, for me, like cringe level and just like level of anger where I just don't want them on the screen. Her and the girlfriend that he can't get rid of because oh. she's, what is she, like an alcoholic or something? Yeah. Yeah. He's her um, sponsored relationship. Yeah. I, those two characters are just <laughs> so bad. It just, to start the episode off. With her coming down the, the street, with her singing the J.G. Wentworth song, and then her saying, "Oh, well, this is for you know, if you if you're going to the golf club, I'm not going to the golf club. Well, if you end up going there, I'm not going. I'm not fucking going." <laughs> and you just say she leaves, and he's just he goes to the calendar, marks off another day. Yeah, then he has a fight with Siri, which was so funny. Yeah. You fucking cunt, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what did you think? You know, I, I was interested to see how they were – because I thought after last season, the I didn't know what direction they were going to go with the Maria Sophia and the, and the long, young Larry and all that. So I think the way they tied it in and going to Atlanta and doing all that, I thought it was good. Um, and then obviously as, this, as the episode goes on, you just – you see it coming. Like, dude, when he was blow-drying and the $10 bill fell in the toilet, <laughs> I was like, oh, my fucking God, this is going to be – What'd oh you my think? god! Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I thought the 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 pet peeve that people from South Africa call themselves African and that bothers Larry <laughs> is so fucking funny because that shit that pisses me off. I I just thought it wasn't it wasn't an all timer, but it was just a great yeah. episode to start. It, it especially with the end of him, you know, the mugshot mimicking the Trump mugshot was just brilliant. Um, yes. <laughs> is that uh, true that, there's no way that's a real law in georgia i don't i don't think so 
I don't think so. I don't know. What was what was the the term used by the by the cops? It was like trying to influence or like influence certain votes going a certain way by giving water refreshments or anything to voters in line. Um, basically, trying to sway votes in an election. But um, I thought the whole thing with the <laughs> with the uh, with the um, cleaning lady and everything was just great Man, man i think that rule i think that i think that rule was real i mean it's larry so i'm sure he's not making shit up yeah I that's why how... i kind of believed it um but it, yeah. it's true yeah larry david yeah. breaks george's voting law in curb yeah no they uh it's it's for it's a real law that's insane and and we yeah. do we need to go out and say why that law exists in georgia no, no. Do we I need think. to do, do? Can people with that are open-minded and somewhat smart figure out why that's the case? Everybody listening to this pod, we hope that is our audience. So within the sound of our voice, or yes, you know what, go watch Curb and just imagine, right. <laughs> just imagine that that actually happens. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, the cleaning lady throwing his clothes off the balcony was great. Uh, it's classic. <laughs> just so good. With the ten dollar bill in the toilet, just and the glasses, just like as an added bonus that we didn't need, didn't know we needed, but we needed. We needed because he's not going to jail if he didn't, if the glasses didn't get stretched out and he had to borrow a pair. Very true. He tied it all in there. He always does. It was a good start, and obviously you got some great Leon, uh, the Brook Brookie thing. Now I feel like you're definitely in these social situations where you meet people and like. You know, you're being introduced to people, and you're right, and they're like, "Oh, you know, this is so and so," but 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 they like to be called this, or their friends call them this, or their nicknames this, and you're kind of off, like, "Well, where am I starting from? I'm not a friend, but like, I could be, I could be one at the <laughs> end of this social setting." Like, Honestly, dude, sort of I'm so bad brook, with names. Brookie. I'm so bad with names. I'm just lucky if I remember. No, anything. you. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> For me, it's just like, God damn it. What's up, man? What's going on, buddy? It's easier that way. Um, just forget the name God. and then who gives a shit? Right. Because there is, but then when you hear, it's like, you could, if some if you call somebody something that's not welcomed by them, you know, completely offend them and turn them off forever. But that's where it's just like, just tell me their fucking name and I'll call them their name. I'll call them whatever they want to be called. But don't be like, oh, yeah, here's three other ways you could pronounce it. And, of course, Larry's going to get to the bottom of it because he wants to know why he's not able to call her Brookie. And it's great. It's it's excellent. <laughs> it is excellent. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was a very good episode. We got to watch the next one by the time we, we record again, which we'll figure out. Um, the fucking dog but dialing the phone, but oh, dialing the that's guy. so classic. So <laughs> as classic. he's ranting about his stupid son and signing the on. <laughs> yeah, this fucking guy's problem. Uh, <laughs> no, that was great. Open um, up the check. Yeah, we got one more to watch. Anything else you're watching? Shit, man. No, um, I've been watching. Actually, been de- trying to do a lot more college basketball, not just Big East. So I would like. I am fully prepared to talk some college hoops when you're ready or I could drive the bus doesn't even matter, but I've been watching more college basketball. It's weird with college basketball now, man. Like remember when we were younger, it was like really a full season, even if it didn't get started till February or March. 
But now just like, I don't know the landscape of a lot of these teams. I don't know the best players. I don't know who's really good. A lot of these teams other than UConn and Purdue get knocked off on these road games against unranked teams. It's a weird year for college basketball, dude. Yeah, it's you want to say, oh, there's a lot of parity because there's not really outside of the two teams you mentioned any great teams, but it's just like, I wouldn't even call it parity. I'd just say the teams are diminished and they kind of suck. And that's why the yeah. draft is going to be historically bad this year. And you also don't have a lot of consistency with rosters either with the transfer portal. So you're just like, who the hell is on this team? Like, I'll be watching a game. I'll be like, where's this guy? And then the, and then I'll be watching a game later in the day, and the guy's on a completely different team in a completely different time zone. I'm like, what the fuck? When did that happen? So, yeah, exactly. Hard so. to keep track of. What about you? What are you watching? Anything else? Mm, I mean, Mikhail and I are watching True Detective, which is fine, but nothing – Nothing worth reporting on, you know. I'm trying. I'm I'm dipping my toe in a lot of different water right now. But there's with this writer's strike, there's really nothing out there. No, um, a lot of reruns, a lot of shows that have you know, already. Been like on. I said, I I'm almost through the Last Dance. I started rewatching the Last Dance, so nothing new to report over here. That's a great rewatch, though. It is, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to full swings. Got to be coming soon. I know they announced March the date. March second, I, I can't think. remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped on that too. I wanted to yeah, see Max be. in it. I didn't see him on the cover art, but you never know. Maybe they're just burying the lead. And we'll be talking plenty about that when it comes out. Uh, in addition to everything else. So, with that note, Tom, the NFL's done for now. Golf is going on. Baseball's not too far away. NBA. Oh, one last thing I wanted to say to this, and this is kind of a PSA. I wonder if you agree. These stupid accounts that will be like Kyle Lowry got bought out by the Hornets and is signing with the Sixers, and it's like the big three. I'm like, not. There's no such thing as a big three when Kyle Lowry is oh, standing. Bleacher in the Report middle does that shit all the time, all the fucking time. I mean, I just saw one with like. Mark um, Marcus Morris is deciding on his new team. Who's stopping this squad if he goes to the Timberwolves? I was like, probably the Timberwolves because he's going to play maybe five minutes a game, if that. Like, we need to stop. These are not all stars that are that are being picked up off the scrap heap here, guys. I know if Bleacher Report wasn't so great at getting you alerts for sports in general, I I would I would delete it. I can't take that corny shit. How do you get your sports alerts? What app do you use? Dude, it's literally Twitter. I just follow all these writers and I just I'm getting a lot of the news from Twitter. It's not the way I wish I had to use it, but I it seems to be the most resourceful because a lot of those tweets from those from the accounts and the writers end up in the Bleacher Report algorithm anyway. Yeah, very so, true. Yeah, I and guess I, I hate could just the follow community. I hate the communities so much. Like these I know. are fucking troll they farm bots. They have to be. No, I know. And between that and it's like, oh, tap in. I'm like, I don't want to fucking hear some random's opinion, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I could just follow like Schefter, Woj, um, whoever, whoever's version of that in baseball. I can't think. Maybe Sherman. Yeah, Sherman, Heyman. Obviously, uh, Passon's the best. Oh uh, yeah, it'd just be Pats and um, and that's all I really need. Yeah, no, I mean, and a lot of, they get a lot of subtweets and mentions and all that too. So 
it works out. I, I'm kind of eh, on Twitter anyway, especially now where you don't know who's real and who's not. But I think if you sift through it enough, you've got to be a little bit more diligent. But I just couldn't take Bleacher Report anymore. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping somebody somebody decides to fix up Twitter a little bit. Yeah, I used to love Bleacher Report, and then fucking, and then the communities, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I know. I wish they would separate them, but. Whatever. It is what it is. All right, everybody. We'll be back later in the week to talk about talk about something. Damn straight. Stay tuned, everybody. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>